All right, just for a few minutes, I want to close this baccalaureate service with a message, a brief message uh, on um, how to raise children to glorify and praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 15. I started this series last Sunday night, not thinking about this service uh, tonight, but it goes right along with it. I believe the greatest gift that any of these children could ever have is a godly home. And uh, I know that I am so thankful for a mother that feared the Lord, loved God, brought me to church. Daddy uh, was an alcoholic, and we had a lot of uh, troubles and trials in our family. And the Lord used my mother to bring me to church when I was young, keep me in church when I'm older, and uh, changed my life. I got saved when I was a very young age, 11 and a half years old. And I just thank God for, for my godly mother. And I want to challenge all of us to get back to the basics, and that's raising our children to serve God. Proverbs chapter 15, I'll just be a few minutes. We'll get out at our normal time at 7.30, so don't panic, amen? I promise you I won't keep you long. Proverbs chapter 15, look at verse 16 through 18. Let's stand in honor of the Word of God. The Bible says, better is little, and I want you to notice this, with the fear of the Lord. And great than great treasures and trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs at stake, amen, uh, uh, where love is, than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. And then verse 18, three simple points tonight. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger uh, pleases strife. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for the great accomplishments of these young people. Lord, I know their parents are proud. I know the teachers are proud. The bus captains, van captains are so very proud of these children that they did something eternal in these last few months, and that's memorize the Word of God and study the Word of God. Some got saved, and we praise God for that miracle. And God, some grew and were established in the faith, and God got stronger spiritually, and we thank the Lord for that. So Lord, help us uh, as we continue this series on the home and particularly on how to rear children to glorify and serve the Lord. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week we discovered three things that uh, uh, should be in every home. And we ought to create a home of peacefulness and respect. An atmosphere, a peaceful atmosphere and a respectful atmosphere. I'm going to tell you something. Respect will change your home. You know, do you smile when your wife walks in the room, husbands, or when she walks out of the room? You ought to smile when she walks in the room, amen? Especially, she's carrying that tray of food, and she's giving you a drink of water, and she's doing everything in the world for you. You ought to smile when she comes in the room, not when she leaves it. And I say that often in couples retreats that we have once a year, is that folks' respect will change your life. I mean, uh, mamas and daddy respect each other. And, and children respect parents. I believe all parents should res be respected by their children. Say amen. But you know where all that comes from? Respecting God. Respecting God. It'll change the atmosphere of your home into peace and respect. Uh, will bring contentment. I want you to look at verse 16 real quick. The Bible says this. It says all the... Uh, uh, it says, Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasures and trouble therein. You know, money can't buy love. Money can't buy peace. Money can't buy contentment. Money can't buy uh, uh, the things that God can give you 
that, that, that is eternal. And that's peace, joy, love, purpose. And I want to just uh, start closing now saying, friend, the fear of the Lord brings contentment. Uh, the book of Proverbs is a book, uh, a book of wisdom. And wisdom is looking at this world through God's eyes. That's why we take all this time on Wednesday night. We want these children to have a different perspective. We want these children to look at this world through God's eyes. We want them to see sin as God sees it. You know, the end of sin is a whole lot of trouble. Say amen. The end of sin is heartbreak. The end of sin is separation. The end of sin is hurt and pain and agony. Some of y'all have uh, experienced that firsthand in your families. I mean, folks, don't get mad at God. Get mad at sin, amen, because sin is to blame. And so the book of wisdom, and uh, uh, 18 times in its pages, uh, the Bible mentions this key to contentment, this key to um, having respect. 27 times it's mentioned in the Bible, but 18 times it's mentioned in the book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs. And that is this, fear the Lord. I just want to say, bottom line, fear the Lord. What does the fear of the Lord mean? <clears throat> How many of you children are scared of snakes? Raise your hand. Good. You're wise. Amen. How many of you are scared of shots when you go to the doctor? Raise your hand. All right. How many are scared of mama's paddle when she looks at you? Okay, good. There's one little girl jumped up. Hey, I'm scared of that. But that's not what this fear means. This fear is not the fear of snakes or doctors or dentists. Um, folks, it's not the dread of some unknown spooky thing, you know, uh, the fear of dark. Some people are afraid of the dark. They have to sleep in light with light all the time. I like it real dark. But the fear of God means this, reverence, awe, respect, great respect, humbled at God's presence. The, folks, listen, it means this. He is the master. He is the master. We are the servants. Say amen. He is God, and there is no other God. Reverence for God causes us to not please men, but to please God. That's, our, that's a whole life goal when you fear the Lord. Genuine fear is, is this. The Lord always... Uh, emphasizes this all through the Bible. Turn to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13 real quick. Proverbs 8, 13. Now, I'm going to rush and speak so fast you think I'm speaking in some other tongue, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going I'm to lay it on the line and do it quick. Amen? Look at Proverbs 8, verse 13, please. I'll just give you a few examples of where the fear of the Lord is mentioned in the book of Wisdom. It says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. And the forward mouth do I hate. You know what the Bible says? The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, arrogance, pride. You know what pride is? Saying, I don't need God. I can grow up without God. I don't need His Bible. I don't need His church. I can just be my own person. And really you're saying you're your own God. And folks, I want to tell you something. Fearing God means you need God. You humble yourself. And folks, that's the opposite of pride, humility. And then arrogance, you know, that is, I'm independent. We're independent Baptists around here. That means we don't let other people run me off. I've been here 41 years. Uh, but folks, I want to tell you something. We're dependent Baptists. Arrogance is saying, I don't need God. I don't need him. I want to tell you something. Shake your fist at God and say you don't need God. You might take your last breath. You need God. 
Every heartbeat is a, is a blessing from God. Amen. Every breath is a blessing from God. Every step is a blessing for God. Amen. I wasn't feeling too well about 4.30 and I said, God, please help me get out of this bed so I can be in church. I don't want to miss these rewards. I don't want to miss this great master club uh, uh, rewards. And I want to preach. I love to preach. But I want to tell you something, folks. The remarkable thing, Oswald Chambers said this, the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas you do not fear God, you fear everything else. And folks, I don't want to tell you, God has called us to obey. And fearing God is obey. Let me give you just a couple of dividends, some blessings, children. You got about 10 more minutes. You better because we ain't going to leave. The vans ain't leaving for 10 minutes. Amen. But anyway, I want to give you just, a, just a real quick some of the benefits of fearing God, having wisdom. I mean, being in the house of God, worshiping God. Number one, write these down. Proverbs 1 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You want to be knowledgeable? Hey, you want to know somebody? that can help you and will never leave you or forsake you. And the Bible says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction in that verse. Proverbs 1, 7. Proverbs 9, 10 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What's wisdom? Looking at this world through God's eyes. Looking at sin and seeing the end of it. You know, friend, I want to tell you something. Sin breaks people's hearts. Sin divides homes. Sin causes children to grow up and rebel and, and, and shame their parents and shame their creator, and shame their God that created them. But I want to tell you something, folks. Wisdom is just seeing the end of sin. The Bible says, ponder the path of your feet. That means find out where the bus is going before you get on it. And wisdom is looking on down the line. I know a lot of people. I preach in the jails every, every month for 35 years over the YDC. And these children sometimes will break down. And they're just children. They think they're tough, but they're not, they're not tough. Uh, they're broken over there. Over in the big jail where Brother um, Larry goes all the time, they get pretty tough. But I want to tell you, these children ain't tough yet. That's why I love to go to the YDC. But they said, I wish I'd just seen the end of this. said, I would have never done this, preacher, if I'd just seen where it was going to take me. See, it's like a, it's like a whirlpool. It sucks you down. You ever, been, uh, you ever been rafting? And all of a sudden, uh, yeah, you have. You've been rafting? That's good. And I want to tell you something. That, that current gets you. You ain't going back upstream. You're going downstream. Amen. And folks, sin will ruin your life. But I want to tell you something. The Lord will bless your life. The Lord loves you. And I want to tell you something. Proverbs 15, says, The fear of the Lord is instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. And so, folks, it, it means this, that you know that he's infinite, he's powerful, he's majestic, he's good. He's God. That's the fear of God. And I'll tell you something, fear, the fear of God brings holiness. Now, we're Baptists, but I believe in holy living. And the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 7, you, got, you might want to just look through Proverbs real quick while I'm preaching. You're going to have to really turn quick, though, because I'm not going to keep you long. I've said that many times, but I'm going to try not to. It says, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Did you hear me? Did you hear the word of God? Don't hear, just listen to the word of God. It says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I want to tell you what the greatest blessing there is. Is that you do live a good life, a godly life, a wholesome life. That you grow up and be great parents one day. Great husbands, young people. I know that's going to be 40 years away. And great wives one day, young, young ladies. 
because you fear the Lord. You want to honor Him. You don't fear the consequences. You don't fear getting caught. You just fear God enough to depart from evil. You want to serve Him and love Him because you love Him. And you know, one time there was some teenager girls out late and they were with a gang and the gang was giving them a hard time because one of the girls said, I need to go home. It's my curfew and I got to go home. It's past my curfew. And one of the, little, one of the uh, punk boys looked at her and said, Oh, you're afraid daddy's going to hurt you. And she looked at him and said, No, I'm afraid I'll hurt daddy. That's the fear of God. I'm afraid I'll hurt daddy. See, the respect is there. And folks, if you want to have a great, wholesome home, you need to practice His presence and realize that the fear of the Lord brings contentment. You know, it's the verse that said, Rather have a big meal and riches and treasure, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. And so, folks, Proverbs 6, 16 says this. 16, 6, excuse me. 16, 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. See, the fear of the Lord promotes holy living. And I want to tell you something. Sin brings disgrace, dishonor, pain. I've lived in it. I know. I know what sin will do. Sin will cause you to be hungry because daddy loses the money on, on liquor before he gets home. Sin will cause you to be homeless because the house burned up. Sin will cause you to be embarrassed because daddy will go through the, go through the uh, mailbox and bring the mailbox home with him in the windshield and all the kids running home and running in my yard saying, there's the town drunk, there's the town drunk. I wanted to go out and whip them all. I wasn't going to let them make fun of my daddy. But I want to tell you something, friend. The fear of the Lord comes in when you're saved and brings peace and joy and love and contentment. Let me just give you a couple more verses. The Bible says in the third benefit of being, uh, having the fear of the Lord, the second one was wisdom, or the first one was wisdom, and then holiness, living for God. But the third benefit of the fear of the Lord is it gives you a long life. I mean, how many of you children want to live a long time? Raise your hand. Good. Praise God. I'm glad you don't want to one, one time a preacher was preaching on heaven, and he said, how many of you want to go to heaven? And everybody raised their hands up. You see there? Everybody raised their hands up. One little boy on the front row. And the preacher after the service says, why don't, why don't you raise your hand? You want to go to heaven? He looked at the preacher and said, I thought you was getting a load up tonight. <laughs> Amen. And so look at, look, at, look at Proverbs 10, 27. Proverbs 10, 27, would you? Proverbs 10, 27, the Word of God. Y'all there? This is the book of wisdom. I want to give you some wisdom. Amen. While you're getting education, get some wisdom. The Bible says in Proverbs 10, 27, it says, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. How many found that to be true? And for example, I'm going to tell you something. And innocent victims go down with it. It's sad how sin can shorten lives. And I want to tell you something. I love the sinner, but I hate sin. I hate sin. I hate, I hate what it does. And folks, I want you to know also, fourthly, the fear of the Lord produces a sense of security. Security. I was a nervous wreck when I was a child. I stuttered so bad they put me in a class and put earphones on my ear. Everybody was singing, Spot loves Jane, Jane loves Spot. They still read those Spot, Jane loves? No, they probably don't. That's, that was in the Civil War. But anyway, uh, Jane loves Spot, Spot loves Jane. You remember those? Does anybody remember what I'm talking about? Amen. Okay, all you oldie goldies, y'all know. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. That was way back in the days. You teachers look at me like, what? We don't, we don't talk about Jane and Spot. But anyway, um, I don't know who you talk about. Either. But I'm going to tell you something. I was a nervous wreck. I never thought I'd be a preacher. I didn't think I'd ever speak to my neighbor or my sister. But the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 26, this is a blessing to me. And I've seen it to be true. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And the children shall have a place of refuge. Hey, listen to that now. It says you have strong confidence. That means security. You trust God with the future. You trust God with the day. You trust God with your, with your future mate. I don't mean to push marriage on any of you. Uh, we, we, you trust God for the future. You trust God for the present. You just trust God. That's fearing God. Fearing God. Folks, listen. God is on our side. If God be for us, who can be against us, the Bible says. And so when you fear God, you reverence Him in saying, You're God, there's no doubt about it, and you have the rights to my life. You're God, you're Lord. And it brings security, confidence to the children and makes your home a refuge. Amen. You know, the average person, they don't even have a home. And then they don't want to go home. I thank God that my children always want to come home. And guess what? Yesterday, most of them came back and they even brought a little bitty baby with them that has no home. Mama's in jail. Daddy says, I don't want him. Grandmother says, I want him. But the last time I saw the mother, she just ran off into the woods and hadn't seen her for months and had a baby in the hospital. I'll take him. I looked at that little baby and I said, no, you deserve better than that. He deserves a refuge. You understand? Now, I want to say, I'm just going to say this, and I got rebuked on Facebook about it. But if we're going to push that we're against abortion, we better, we better back up our push with let's have some adoptions. That's what that guy challenged me on. Old guy from Atlanta, but he just let, let me have it. He's liberal. He, he was... He was he was rough on me. But he said, hey, listen, how many, how many kids you ever adopted? I said, well, my, my daughter's adopted three, working on another one. And he said, well, that's not, that's, not, that's, not, that's not you, that's them. I said, well, I had something to do with them. But folks, we've got to back up what we're saying. We've got to back it up. And I want to tell you something, friend. There is no greater blessing to be raised in a Christian home. No greater blessing to have a mama that fears God. No greater blessing to have a daddy that fears God. Because I'm going to tell you what happens. They catch it. They catch your love. They catch your vision. Hey, amen, brother. I like the way you listen. Hey, they catch your heartbeat. Amen. They catch what's important to you. Hey, they catch your priorities and what's really important. Because most parents have never grown up they're just kids, and they want it their way. Come on. And I'm going to tell you something, friend. The fear of God will just bring confidence, and the fear of God, oh, the fear of God will bring a refuge to your children. I, I, I have no agenda here except for one thing. God is God, and He deserves to be worshipped, not just in this building, but every day of your life. And every child in here deserves to have a respectful and peaceful and God-honoring home. And I won't back down from that no matter what because that's what every child deserves. 
But you know what burns it? Sin. Do you know how many children have no parents at all? That both of them are meth addicts? Some are in jail. Some don't, don't even want them because they're looking for the next fix. Thousands and thousands in America. And somebody needs to fear God. Let me just close. Proverbs 14, 27 just sums it up. Proverbs 14, 27. Look at it. The Bible says this. The fear of the Lord is the fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Oh, what a powerful verse. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. There's a source. Amen. There's a source of joy. There's a source of peace. There's a source of power. There's a source of purpose. Young people, you need a purpose. It's not just passing your class. It's not just getting a badge. The purpose is to glorify God. And thank God you did it by your accomplishments this year. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. I thank God your parents let you come. And I thank God that your parents brought you. And I thank God for these bus directors and bus captains. The folks, the reason is because the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord brings things into your life that money cannot buy and you can't find in this world. Most things you find in this world you don't want. But what God will give you, you'll love it. I recommend it. Amen? Lou Rossi one time led this guy to the Lord on Sunday morning. On Sunday night he came to an old-fashioned Baptist prayer meeting like we had in that room back there. He got around to his turn to pray, and they made everybody pray. We don't do that here. You, if you want to pray, you pray. If not, you can lead in silent prayer. That's the safest way. Amen. And he got around to his turn to pray. He didn't know what to say. Everybody else is praying. You need long, fancy prayers. And he looked, he looked up to heaven and says, God, I'm a satisfied customer. <laughs> Woo! That's the best prayer I've heard in a long time. Amen. Listen, the fear of the Lord brings contentment. We live in a restless generation. We live in a discontented generation. I mean, people just not satisfied. But I'll tell you what, you'll be satisfied with God. And folks, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. And then look at the last part of the verse. It says, and depart from the snares of death. You know what snares is, young people? Listen, listen, young people. Snares are traps. And see, the Lord gives us fear that brings wisdom, and you don't walk into the traps of Satan. You don't marry somebody that don't love God and end up in divorce and heartbroken. And there is life after divorce. Thank God you can rebuild your life by God's grace. But nobody that's been through it wants you to go through it. Can somebody say amen that's been there done that? Hey, the snares of, of, of rebellion and going out on your own and sinning and going with the gangs and going with the crowd. Hey, the snare of drugs. It'll kill you. It'll fry your brain. It's terrible what drugs will do in your life. But folks, that's a snare. But folks, the fear of the Lord is this. God, you're real. You're right. You're, 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 God, you're God. And God, you lead me and you help me. And you get wisdom to see the end of sin. You see wisdom to see the fruit of holiness and godliness and being right with God. And your future is as bright as God's promises. It's a fountain of life. It's a fountain of life. 
Proverbs 15, 16, back to our text. I close. It says, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasures and trouble with him. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord. This, this verse teaches us it's better to have some limited resources but have the unlimited God because he will give you all that you need according to his riches and glory. Proverbs 19, 23. I just can't stop. I've got to give you one more verse. Please listen to this. Proverbs 19, 23. The Bible says this, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide, what class? Satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Amen. Amen. I close. That's it. I'm just saying, friend, the fear of the Lord brings satisfaction, and the fear of the Lord brings safety. Safety. The greatest blessing on this earth is that God hedges your home in with His love, His purpose, His peace, His power. And it's all summed up with this. I'll give you a mom and daddy that fears God. You know one of the evidences of fearing the Lord? Everything else is secondary. You fear God, He's master. He's Lord. He's right. And he's never wrong. The fear of the Lord is everything else is incidental. Everything else is secondary. And He is preeminent. He's God. He's Lord. And the Bible says that by that humility, the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 22, 4, you'll have riches and honor and life. Riches and honor and life. The Bible says he comes to give you life and life more abundant. So, point number one, we'll continue this series next Sunday night. This has just been a review of what I preached last week, but didn't bring all these verses of fear in. Is the fear of the Lord brings contentment, safety, peace, security, and a happy life. It's a fountain of life. Love, found in verse 17. And then verse 18, forgiveness brings peace. Peace that passes understanding. See, you don't hold a grudge, a grudge holds you. And I will say this, friend, there is nobody that ought to separate you from the love of God and the fear of God. Children, my prayer for you on this graduation service from the Master Club that you've done great I honor you. I thank God for the teachers. I thank God for your accomplishments. But my prayer for you tonight, for this graduation message, is that you, God will grant you a home that's full of His presence, the fear of God, the respect for God, the honor for God, realizing that God is God. And He loves you, and He sent His only Son Come to this earth and die in your place. Three days later, what happened after he died? Children, what th three days later, what happened? Amen. There you go. That's good preaching right there, buddy. He rose and proved he was God. Amen. And you know what he also proved when he arose, buddy? Let me tell you. He proved that the blood was enough. Amen. And that his, his death was enough.
and that works won't save you, but Jesus finished the work at Calvary. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, dear God, for these children. Lord, just the response just then thrilled my heart. It helped them realize that, God, they've been sitting in class for six, seven months. And Lord, the fear of God's been implanted in their heart through the Word of God. And Lord, they understand why Jesus arose, why He died, why He came to this earth to be our loving Savior. And Lord, I pray, dear God, that we as parents, as I, I, I'm a grandparent, that Lord, we would always respect and reverence the Lord in all that we do, in our priorities, in our attitudes, in our actions, in our transactions, and even our reactions. We'd honor you because we fear you. Not fear that you'll kill us any minute. That's not that kind of fear. It's the fear that we know you're God and we know that you know. We know that you know. And that we have an awesome dread of displeasing you. And that's what we want to do, Lord, is please you by faith. Please you. And so, Lord, I pray for these dear children, their parents, these, these workers that's worked so hard this year. They'll be out late tonight delivering these precious children home. God, I pray. I pray, dear God, You'll give them homes where you're respected, you're feared, you're loved, and you're honored. And God, we know that they'll have satisfaction and peace and joy that only the Lord can give them.